Hello everyone, welcome back to Communication Corner. We're your hosts, Madame and Hannah. And on today's episode, we will be continuing with our SLP journey. So far, we've covered being undergrad students, applying for grad school, and now we're diving into what grad school is actually like. So grab your headphones and let's talk speech therapy. So Hannah, how are you doing this week? Give me what's going on with you. Nothing much. I've been really busy with work. It's been literally insane at work, just going back to back to all my patients. Um, Typically, you know, I only have a few patients, but it's been, I've had so many. I don't know what's going on um, at my hospital. I've been so tired. I've been training. So I have a student, right? And then I trained a speech therapist. And so I keep talking and it's exhausting. It's so mm-hmm. exhausting. But um, all good things, though, because both of them are learning. They're, they're both in new settings. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of their learning journey. Um, but we both had interviews, and we can both yes. kind of talk about them. Do you want to go mm-hmm. first, or should, should I go first to tell my thoughts? Let's hear your thoughts. So can I get just some background real quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so as we both mentioned, I think in the last episode, we actually both applied to the same company for the same position, but they have two openings. Um, And yeah, so we both did our interviews yesterday. Uh What do you think? (laughs) Oh, I've done a couple, so that'll be later. But go ahead. Tell me what you thought. Well, I'll be doing a couple too, because I applied to a few places. Oh, yeah, and then you applied to, like, also you applied to the company that I interviewed with, right? I think, honestly, I honestly think that company would be such a good match for you. Like, this is the one where I said earlier, like, during the interview, I kept bringing up Hannah, because I was like, wow, she needs to be at this table. But, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I love that for you, and I love our friendship for that. (laughs) Um, So, first of all, I was, it was, it's a really big hospital because I'm used to a really small hospital and I got lost. I was there 20 minutes early and I I couldn't find the clinic. (laughs) Is she even like, did she email you the map of the location? No, that would have been so helpful. Wait, she she didn't email you? She did email me the um, address and she told me like, I'll meet you by like a piano and like, you know. Are you sure it wasn't attached to the email? Let me, actually, maybe it was, but I didn't see it. So, but I, so Hannah told me, so Hannah, like told me she got lost. So I was like, okay, I need to get there extra early. My yeah. interview was at two. I got there at one fifteen, and I oh literally gosh, made it to the interview. Yeah. And I got lost and made it to the interview exactly at two o'clock. <laughs> How long were you driving around? So I drove around and then, you know, when you like pull up and on your left side is yeah, like yeah. this shaded construction, spot, right? Oh. Well, no. So it's oh, across you were the, in the other construction. Park. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I parked there and I was like, I'll just walk because I thought I knew where the place was. And yeah. then um, like our meeting point was. And so I was like, I'll just walk. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, it says like you'll get towed. So I was like, dang it. Like, I won't just walk. So I took my car, <laughs> went around, found a parking spot, got out, which, by the way, took forever to find a parking spot. This is supposed to be you talking, but okay. So found a parking spot, like um, (laughs) got down, ran into a nurse, was like, hey, I'm looking for this place. And she was like, oh, yeah, you need to take your car and like go all the way around because it's going to be such a long walk. And I was Uh like, okay, whatever, I'll do that. So I take my car out, called like and was like, hey. So I actually called someone I know who works at this hospital. And I was like, hey, I'm lost. And she was like, I've actually never entered from the front, like off, like from the front 
wherever like the main entrance is like I've never entered there and I was like okay so we kind of she kind of helped me a little and then like we hung up I just ended up parking in the same place I parked the first time like the second time right (laughs) so like so I don't Uh get towed uh and then I ran into my cousin so random she's also a speech therapist and I was like are you interviewing and she was like what no I'm here for an appointment like for my mom or something and I was like oh okay and then we together like we asked someone where we were supposed to be and they like walked us and or they didn't walk us but like they gave us directions and yeah okay you had so that's a, how okay. I found my destination tell me about yours <laughs> <laughs> well okay so like I got there 20 minutes early and I parked at a place that I thought I was supposed to and I sat there for like maybe five to ten minutes and I was like let me read her email just in case and I scrolled down and I saw the map and she was like we're at the south tower and I was like looking at the crossroads on like which road was closer and I was like I am not near the road that's at the South Tower. I'm across, like the like mm. across the way. So like I mm-hmm. drove all the way around to find the South Tower, and she told me to meet her at the 24 hour um, pharmacy. And I had I been there before. Say, yeah, I definitely did not get a map. <gasps> you didn't get a map. No. She for sure. <laughs> she, she was like a map is attached to this email, and so I scrolled down oh, and she I didn't found say that. That's me now. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. I just like I was checking while you were talking, but yeah, she was like, "This is the ultimate test for Madame. Can she find? Literally, can she find? Yeah, can she? The only way to work at this hospital is if you can get into the hospital. It's really big, and then there's like a whole construction site that's blocking a whole area, so it's hard to go in a circle. You have to go out Mm -hmm. of the hospital and Mm -hmm. go in the street. So like mm-hmm. I, I find like the place, but there was no parking. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go find the parking structure and just park there and walk. So that's what I did. So, but I didn't go in the hospital. I went around. I like walked and around. And it's hot. It was so hot that day. I oh, don't know well, it was, it was time. okay in the morning. It was like 80 oh, something. So it wasn't It was like 107. It was crazy hot. I walked through the hospital. Oh, oh yeah. no. I just walked around. And then I went to the emergency like where the ambulance were, like the bay, not even like the emergency department, but where they drop off patients. And (laughs) the guy goes, are you looking for the emergency department? And I'm like, no, I have an interview. I don't know where to go. And I kind of showed him where I was supposed to be. And he started talking to me in directions. And I like, he goes, you're going to go left, blah, 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 blah. And I like was like checked out. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, she just texted me. Can I wait here? And he's like, yeah, you can wait here. So she, so she found me. Um, she walked out and found me, um, and then we went upstairs. But besides the point, I got lost. I actually got lost twice when I got there, and then when I left, I couldn't find my car. You couldn't find your car. Were you in a parking garage? Yeah, but like I didn't know how to get there. She told me just to go across the hallway, and I'm like, where? So I literally walked out and I walked back in, and I, I don't know. I pressed um my phone was able to like pin mm-hmm. my car down and so yeah, I pressed it so I can walk to find my car mm-hmm. so I used the That's GPS so I'm directionally um disorganized directionally um disabled I'm just kidding disabled. My, no, literally. <laughs> I actually told my husband like if I ever need cognition therapy and they try to bring up a map or they try to do directions anything like tell mm-hmm. them pre-morbid I was bad at this like pre yeah, no, whatever this is yeah um because I'm also really bad at direct yeah my baseline yeah. is so low so bad um, so bad but yeah um so so I got lost and I was I wasn't I wasn't frazzled which was I felt good about I felt very comfortable mm-hmm. they brought me into a room probably they did too with like 
two people and then like the director, assistant director of rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very, I felt very comfortable and welcomed. I would, I have to say they seemed very nice. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of just started the interview with like, oh, tell me about yourself. So I was like, great. Mm-hmm. So I told them about my like education and then like my hospital setting and acute care okay. setting. Go ahead. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So they didn't tell me to tell them about myself. That question is so hard for me because like, Here's my thing. When someone tells like when they tell me tell me about myself, I feel like they want to know something that's not on the resume, but then like mm. also like they like they then also like why would they want to know, you know? I don't right. know. So how do you do you usually just like give your professional I went here, I did this like or do you say like, "Oh, I'm Han- like, you know, I'm Hannah. I really like to go water skiing, whatever." I don't know. <laughs> no. Like I don't, okay. I don't know. I just, I just basically start with, well, I went to, I did my undergrad and grad school at, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then mm. I go into like what my, did my medical mm. internship and then like my career after that. Um, yeah. Okay. And then like what I specialize in or what I enjoy as in like dysphagia, you know, I, MBS, IMP certified, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so from there, like that was their main question. They really didn't ask me besides that. They asked me about trachs and TBIs and that's, they didn't ask me any like really technical questions. Um, mm. For my interview specifically, it was more of like kind of controversial topics or like hot takes. Um, mm. They asked me about like thickening at bedside and my thoughts on mm. MBS. Um, mm-hmm. And I I don't think I'll get the position because of the way I answered them. Um, and that's to me, that's totally okay. Like I mm-hmm. answered them the way I basically was just like – yeah, in honesty. And I said, and I told them, like, that's a very controversial topic in our field. Um, mm-hmm. And I basically said, it depends on the clinician um, in regards to thickening liquids at bedside and ordering a swallow study. Personally, as like my practice, I do not thicken at bedside. I mm-hmm. immediately order an MBS and my hospital, and I have to come, it kind of like showed me how much I love my hospital because <laughs> they have been the past like almost two years I've been there, they've been so receptive of all the education that I've provided. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've rarely had a doctor say no. And if they've said no, it's within reason. It's like, you know, this looks like it's the end of life, something that I might not know or have like picked up on on their note. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I'm like, absolutely, this makes sense. Um, so- I don't know, like this hospital is very different from what I'm used to personally. And Mm. I think that that's kind of the whole conversation that we had was mainly about those topics. Um, But, and and I think it ended really well. If I get the position, that's great. But it was, I think it was a very healthy conversation. It didn't seem that we were like going back and forth or it didn't seem like I was condescending. I I hope I wasn't, but um, I think it went well though. I think I, I was a positive. I felt very comfortable. I honestly felt like I was interviewing them and asking them questions in, real, in reality. I thoroughly believe the interview goes both ways because Absolutely. I feel like mm-hmm. when you ask your questions, even like you can tell from the questions that they ask, not necessarily yeah. at this interview, but like in every interview I've ever been in, mm-hmm. the questions they ask, that's what's important to them. That's what they yeah. want to know. Right. And so mm-hmm. I really feel like you and the the person they choose to interview you is clearly somebody who like resonates with the company. And so then if like, this is clearly someone that they like, right. 
Um, mm-hmm. So like when I interviewed with the private practice, the person who interviewed me first, she was amazing and she was so great, so kind, yeah. so helpful, like literally one of the most best human beings I've ever met in my life. And mm-hmm. um, that was a great reflection of the company. Right. Yeah. Um, and actually it turned out like everyone who accepted the, jo- the job, like accepted it because this lady was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, so when you say like, oh, I feel like I was interviewing them, like, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Like, I definitely feel yeah. like, but I feel like that at every interview because mm-hmm. you pick up on the vibes. Like I did another interview and during it, I was like, oh yeah, I don't think this is the place I want to be at. Yeah. Um, cause you pick up on their vibes and you mm-hmm. like see what's important to them and stuff. But yeah, that sounds really interesting. So I also had an interview with them. Let yeah, me tell me how it went. Tell me what your thoughts were and what kind of questions did they ask you? Was it similar or different? Okay, so they did not ask me to tell – they didn't ask me to tell them about myself, but they did ask me to tell them about my experience. So probably for Wait, the best because if they did – Maybe they asked me that. Maybe it wasn't tell me about yourself. <laughs> maybe it was mm-hmm. like tell me about your experience. But very similar question. Okay. Yes. Well – I, so I answer when people do ask me, tell me about yourself, because once I had an interview that they said that and I like told them, you know, like, oh, here's my experience this is what I've done. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were like, oh, I meant more like about you outside of work. And so I was like, oh, oh interesting. Okay. So now when I answer it, I said, oh, well, like outside of work, you know, I like to go uh, snowboarding. I'm a horseback rider. Um, whatever, like whatever, whatever I'm doing at the time. I'm a mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'll say, but in re- regards to you as a speech therapist or whatever, just because like, I'm like, I don't know what they want from me. Every person's right, different. Right. So I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Each other. But yeah, so they asked me to tell them about my um, experience. And then mm-hmm. or, like, you know, I told them I went to undergrad where I went for grad school, mm-hmm. um, my internships, um, my CFY, which was like split down the middle, kids and um, adults. Mm-hmm. And they did ask me if I would like had experience with MBSs. I told them um, no because I was pregnant my entire CFY. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked me if I was trained in trach and vents. They both places, just so you know, because you're going to interview the other place. Both places asked me that. Um, mm-hmm. I said no, but like I'm always open to training. I'm somebody yeah, who loves right. to like edu- get educated. Yeah. Um, and then what else did they ask? They did. A- they asked me about thickening but they didn't ask me it the way that they asked you I don't think I think you were the first interview Mm. of the day um they and I think I was the second to last um they asked me like um something about like inner thickening at bedside and I gave like I told them well that's how I was trained but I've learned Mm -hmm. since then that that's not best practice and like Mm -hmm. that I um like, what did I say exactly? I said something like, I've learned that I, that's not best practice. I have thickened at bedside. I think each case, it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've put in my notes where I'll say like, um, you know, outpatient MBS required. Um, mm-hmm. Cause she asked like, what if you delay discharge or something? And I, so I told her like, that when we've been really pressed for discharge, like I'll say um, to do it outpatient. Um, and she was like, okay. And that was it. They didn't like, mm. They asked me if I had any questions for them, and I think that was it. Yeah, like they asked me very – like they gave me a case. Um, they said, wait, what if you have like a 17-year-old patient with a TBI mm. who is aggressive, who can't mm-hmm. go to an MBS? Um, and it was more like specific on like would I thicken at bedside basically, which I yeah, don't think they I think, gave you, right? No, but they did ask me if I have experience with TBI. Yeah. Um, but that – so when they – I think the reason they asked you maybe that clinical question was like you – very like 
in your practice, you're like, I don't thicken at bedside. So yeah, they, and right. they do thicken at bedside. So they're yeah. like, okay, but what do you, cause I feel like maybe the way that people justify, right? Like the things they do is like, well, I can't do that. That's not fun. Like right. that's not, um, productive and so yeah. that's the word I was looking for and so like they're like okay but what if you have this what if you have this what do you do in yeah. this because it's not what they do right when I answered mm-hmm, the question mm-hmm. I was trained the same way they were trained um right, right. but yeah I also when I did my other interview I also told them the same thing like with them that mm-hmm. was it was a little different I think the conversation flowed a little bit more um at this other place and I was like well I was trained to thicken at bedside my Mm -hmm. friend Hannah like educated me I've looked at the research since and like you know um even though I haven't had the chance because they asked what my take was and I was like I think my take is and then I was like actually that's not true this is my take um I just haven't had a chance to put it into practice right and they were like um oh like yeah uh uh-huh and they absolutely all agreed with like doing MBSs not thickening at bedside um but like I said I the hospital I was at before was very similar to this one and they, mm-hmm. like well when I first got there they'd never gotten an MB like not that's so dramatic they obviously had gotten <laughs> MBSs put in before but like it was right, so right. rare and they it's were just like between right yeah exactly and they were like what the heck like they were just completely surprised but I that's thought how my because, hospital like, was too yeah and I thought it was just because like I was a new clinician so like I couldn't yeah. do the bedside eval and just like no like oh yep aspiration mm. or not like I thought it just was something that took time um but yeah it turns out like it's not definitely okay not, definitely not. have you had any more other interviews Mara? yes I did so I also interviewed with a different hospital um they're so big I am very like mm. upfront about this with um empl- like people that like employers um I tell them like, oh, yeah, um, I have a few interviews or like I'll try to kind of just fit it into the conversation so it doesn't sound weird. But mm-hmm. like they're interviewing a bunch of us. So like, right. That way, when they give me the offer, like I it's not weird for me to be like, oh, I need a week to respond. Like, yeah. Or know, like, yeah. Oh, so you, they know. Like, I'm just yeah. overlooking all my offers or looking over right. all my offers or whatever. Um, But Look I did because you have so many yeah. offers because you're that you're that needed they, and wanted. They didn't offer me. Did they offer it to you? Oh, this this hospital? Yeah, the oh, one no, we no. both already interviewed. No, yeah, well, they it's, didn't it's a holiday, so oh, I that's true. They but well, no. What I mean is, I actually, and I think this is the case with most places. I don't think it's a maram thing. I think people just need speech therapists. Right. Usually, when I do an interview, like at the end of it, they're like, "Okay, do you want the job?" Or like, "You'll be here time." From us. This is the first, like this one and the last interview I did are the first time that didn't happen. But the next day, the other place did say like, I think the next day or the day after they were like, okay, Mm. they called me and they're like, we want to offer you the job. Mm -hmm. But there was like a misunderstanding there. But anyways, so I interviewed with them, loved the team. This is the next hospital that I'm talking about. The one Hannah's going to be interviewing with, the one that I mentioned. They have a a full-time position. I'm actually really excited. Yes. I I really hope I get a call. Like you are so perfect for them. So... I'm praying for you to get it, but they, I sat, so I walked in. Okay. They did give me a map. Um, I walked in and is it, it was did you me. get lost though? Is it scary loss or is this no. much better? Than I the accidentally last one? passed it. Oh, it's much better. I accidentally passed okay. it, but like mm-hmm. it was not like, but the inside Hannah, it's like a maze. I was like, Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Like I will get lost the first like six months I'm here. Right. Right. That being said, um, so I 
went in. I didn't realize there was going to be other people at the interview. So like other right. employees, right? It makes sense now when I say the director was there. <laughs> um, I think two or three speech therapists were there. Um, and then I actually don't know what his title is. I cannot remember. But the person who like initially I was in contact with was there. And guys, you'd think I would be nervous, right? Like walking in because we were setting up the table and he's like, okay, we need six. We need six chairs. And I was like, six? That's a, like, six? That's a lot. Yeah. Including that's a like lot. me and him. So four other people. You'd think I'd be nervous. I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, hey guys, like I'm cracking jokes. I'm like. You're charismatic early? Like, yeah, Whoa. They, yeah, okay. exactly. Because I was so comfortable. Uh-huh. And um. And that's how I felt when I did the interview for the private practice too. It just, it came so easy. I was mm-hmm. so comfortable. Um, they asked me like, oh, how'd you get into speech therapy? And I was like, I really wish I had a cute story. Like I had a stutter or like somebody I know how to start, like nothing. Yeah. I, my mom told me to do it. My mom had never been wrong up until that point. So like I said, you have a good track record. And I became a speech therapist because of that. But I stayed yeah. because I love the field. And yeah. the director was like, oh, my gosh, I wish you would talk to my daughter because, like, I would just love to hear her say my mom has never <laughs> been right or never been wrong or whatever. Like, we were right, just, right, like, right. going back and forth. They did ask me, like, questions, right? They asked me about my experience. Mm-hmm. They asked me about, like, all these different things. But it was so good. And, like, Was there I, any clinical questions? They did. They asked me about my thoughts on thickening at bedside, oh, okay. um, similar to the That's other a hot topic. You. That's a hot take. Like, we need to really do a whole is. episode about this. I think we should. I can talk um, about I it forever. Actually, trust me. So much and I can listen to, listen to you talk about it forever. Um, maybe we can get like a guest SLP that day, and you mm-hmm. guys can like um, educate the out. rest of us. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I thought. I mean, I figured they'd line up with your point of view. But actually, I love the idea of getting someone who has a different point of view and like. I think so too. Yeah. I think it'd be very interesting. Yeah. Maybe we can ask the person who interviewed us. <laughs> Literally, right? Be like, hey, you want to join our podcast? To like, well, because she's also seems super an, knowledgeable. Yeah, to have an educated conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. like we should get mad about it. I think it's really. And I was telling them this in the interview. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt, interrupt you. I apologize. Um, no, you're but fine. I said, I said this in the interview. Like, I am willing and open to listen to another person's perspective because I am the main SLP and. I did work with another speech therapist for a short period of time, but every single time she brought up like kind of thickening, she didn't really have a good reason. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, because they didn't cough. There was no like really mm-hmm. evidence or something mm-hmm. to back it up, which I was mm-hmm. just, I was telling them like, I would love to learn and hear your perspectives on why certain patients need to be thickened without an instrumental. I'm so mm-hmm. so open. If you can give me a really resound reason and good mm-hmm. evidence-based practice to back it up, absolutely. I'm here to mm-hmm. learn. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Continue on, though. Continue. Yeah. No, you're Continue. good. You're good. Um, and so, yeah, they just, like, asked They asked about my experience. They asked about thickening at bedside. They asked about, like, a time where I had to give bad news to a patient. Um, they asked about, like, working on a team of other SLPs or other professionals, mm. what that was like. But then they also asked if I'm able to work on my own um, because I'm obviously applying for the PRN position. So like most of the time you'll probably be on your own or maybe with one other speech therapist. Um, and I told them like, cause they were like, how would you handle like coming into a setting where like, you're going to Mm. be the only SLP? Cause you know, you're a new 
technically like a new grad, right? Been in the field for what, two years, almost two years. So like, um, and I told them, well, I had to face that in my CF position because like I, my supervisor was amazing. She was always like available at my phone, like for me to call or text Mm -hmm, incredible lady. mm -hmm. But if I was at the hospital, she wasn't. And unless like we used to have to plan our supervising days so that she can be there, um, to Mm -hmm. watch me for my sessions. Um, or for my whatever that you call them, but like she would come that day, or I would go on a day she's already there. But otherwise, most of the time I was alone. Um, sometimes I like I think once I texted April, and I was like, April, I don't know what mm-hmm. April's our friend who's also a medical SLP, and I was like, two weeks in, and I was like, April, I don't know what to do. Like, right, well, right. I told her like this is what I think I should do, and I was kind of panicking, and she was so amazing. She called me, she talked me through it. Aww. Love April. Um, she's, she's I texted so my yeah. And I've texted my old internship supervisor before. Um, she worked in a SNF, so it was a little bit different than like when I was at the hospital. But she still like obviously had that like clinical education, that clinical yeah. SLP experience right, right, that right. I hadn't had yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just like talked about like how I've already had to face that, and like you know, um, yeah, I definitely like it was a learning curve. And I think for me in that interview, my emphasis was that I'm always willing to learn like I Mm. am fully aware I'm in the beginning of my career and I love to learn I I think they might have asked how I handle feedback and I I don't know if it was them or a different company maybe and I remember telling them like oh I'm super receptive to feedback if you like have um like if you're not like not like oh you know you shouldn't do this like I want to know why I want to know what made you say that like what did I do specifically like and not in like a passive aggressive way like in a genuine I never want to make this mistake again like the first time you do something wrong it's a mistake but if you keep making it like it becomes a bad habit and I don't want that Mm, so that's good I um, like that yeah I'm really like super receptive to feedback always like on the podcast as a like even as a mom like I'm just like oh yeah tell me your opinion and tell me why and will I take it maybe maybe I won't like um with my son right like my mom my mother-in-law my sister-in-law my cousins like everyone always has like an opinion because they're moms Mm -hmm. too and so like they're this is what worked for me or this is what didn't and I love to hear do I always do what they think is best Mm -hmm. no (laughs) but most of the time like I can learn and I always choose to okay and we're always growing we are always growing like I don't I don't think it was that hospital but someone did ask me like um it was a different private practice that I didn't work with, didn't obviously take the job with. Um, but they did ask me something about like, what do I do if I don't know? Or like if mm. my coworker gave me critis- like a critical comment or something. Mm-hmm. And I told her, well, I believe like we're always growing. And well, I said, I'm a new speech therapist, like I'm new <laughs> to the career. So I'm always receptive to feedback. And she said, well, I'm really glad that you are self-aware about how new you are to the field. And I said, yeah, but we're all always growing. <laughs> because uh, I don't there was just like a tone under there that I was just like you also are great was like, this the hospital should... I think you told me this no no this was, oh, it was a different the first else, private so. practice yeah this was the private practice that like never got back to me um because oh, you did have a, one, another I, interview with a hospital yeah. that said you're a new yeah. grad like, or you're a new student yeah, or oh my gosh say? yeah yeah she said so, oh, what did she say exactly guys that was the most passive aggressive oh you know what they wanted me to like float between the hospital and the sniff. And yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't see that in the posting. I thought this was for like an acute care position. And she was like, <laughs> so the person talking to me was like, she was fine. But then the speech therapist jumped in and she was like, 
Well, um, we really love to support our like our colleagues. And if they need us, like we're going to be there to support them. And as a new grad, it's a really great like way for you to learn or something. I don't know. Something along I don't those lines. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, something along those lines. That's and so I was like, funny. first of all, like <laughs> you like literally the words you said are beautiful. <laughs> the tone you said it in, not so much. Um, right, 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 right. Very condescending. Right? That could have yeah, come out like totally a, different. Yeah. Yeah, because she's absolutely right. We do love to support yeah. our um, coworkers. I personally don't want to be in a sniff. So um, I was just like, I need to email her and be like, yeah, I don't. I'm not like, because I don't want them yeah. to like, um, you know, maybe turn down someone else for me when I already know like right. I don't want to be there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably yeah. send that email right. today. But okay, that's my updates on interviews. <laughs> I have one like minor update. And okay. that is um, my mom is she left to Jordan. She went to Amman, Jordan. Um, and then we're going to meet her in Turkey. Or I am. What are you leaving? My brother. The 23rd. I need to keep these dates and put it on my calendar so when I text yeah, you, you don't reply. Because we will not. I know well, where you are. I don't are. know if I'll have Wi-Fi. I think if we have Wi-Fi, like, Wait, honestly, I think we should still record. But, yeah. Record in Jordan or j- j- record in Turkey? I'll be in Turkey. Yeah. But so that my point of bringing that up is she's my babysitter. So when I was scheduling this interview, I thought she left tomorrow, like today, like the day after mm-hmm. my interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my cousin ended up watching my son for me. And then now, like on Friday, I work on Fridays. So I asked my other cousin, like, hey, can you watch my son? Luckily, so far, everyone's still enamored by him. So they're like, yeah. They're like, yeah but like when he's a toddler, I don't know if I'll get. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get all that response when I'm um, when he's like a toddler. Wait, but, I have a question. Yeah, mm. it, this is a controversial topic, but what are your thoughts on like like baby not babysitting but like um, daycares? Or is like because I noticed you say you have your family take care of your son. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on daycares? So I am all for like daycares and preschool. I think you need to do your research before you put your kids right in the care of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I support them. I think they're really expensive a lot of the times. Mm, um, not that like the people that work there don't deserve to be paid well, but they're just really expensive. Um, yeah. Personally, and this is absolutely my personal opinion, and I know this is like a result of me being privileged enough of having my mom here, my cousins. Like, yeah, w- like I do have a great support system. I always have, um, and that's something like I can say like thank God for. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um. But I don't feel comfortable putting my kid in a daycare or with someone I don't know until mm-hmm. he can talk because I want to know what happened while you were there. I want you to be able to mm. tell me if something went that's wrong a, or if you yeah, are upset about in. for any reason. Right, there is right, a, right. A, like a daycare slash preschool here that is, like not here, but where my mom lives that um, is run by like a friend that she's known for a while. And I thought like maybe I'd just put him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like one day a week or something. Yeah. Um, but the thing is like when they're this little, so my baby's eight months. I think what happens a lot, and this isn't that it happened there, but this is just like what I've seen on TikTok and what I've heard a lot is like um, they like when it's a baby, it's really easy to like just put them down. And like Mm. the toddlers and the older kids are like they need your attention. And so like they say this also happens with well-behaved kids, right? Like they kind of get overlooked. And Mm -hmm. so I just don't feel comfortable at this stage because I am able to like I do have the support to not for him. Plus it's so expensive. Like maybe when he gets older. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I think but when he gets when older, older. Um, 
Yeah. And then like, I, cause I think daycare is a great way to teach structure. I think it's a great way for socialization. I think it's, mm. there's so many great things about daycare. Um, same thing right, for preschool. Right, right. I'm all about preschool. Um, but I just think he needs to be older. Makes sense. I've just heard a lot of like new parents recently tell me like, oh, they're kind of against daycare and they only want their family to take care of them until they go to kindergarten, which I was like, that's a really mm. large burden, I feel like, on mm. like families and well, support groups, so but to each their own. I mean, yeah. And also like people I found like don't offer if they don't want to. Um, right, right, right. Like my mom, she's somebody who's very comfortable with me and she will tell me like, so before I accept a job, right, like right now. Um, I was offered the first place that I like the interview that I did, the one that you're going for a full time, like your interview mm-hmm. for a full time position. Um, and there was a misunderstanding where, hopefully, um, <laughs> but there was a misunderstanding where like I talked to the person, the initial my initial contact. I told him what's the minimum required for PRN, and he mm-hmm. told me what it was. And I was like, okay, that's what I want to commit to because I don't want to commit to too much and then have to get mm-hmm. like pull back or like you know leave you guys hanging. And he was like, that's fine. But for some reason when like, so then he went out of the country or something and the person who called me, she was like, okay, since you're available two to three times a week. And I was like, "Mm, no, I'm not. Like, that's not what I discussed. That's not what I had said. I think there was a misunderstanding. And then she was like, okay, well, we could do what about one day a week plus two Saturdays. And I told her like, well, I need to check with the person who watches my kid for me, which is my mom. Because if I right. I'm going to have my mom watch my son for me, then she's going to get a say in, you know, what my hours are. <laughs> um, that's just like, yeah. at least in my in my mom's dynamic. Um, she did say she's like, that's too much. Because um, then I would be like three days a week. I would be because your mom's living her best life. Um, yes, she, she is. My mom you guys, is she's doing great. She's just may God always protect her. Like <laughs> I wanted to say that in Arabic, but I feel like I've been saying a lot of things in Arabic lately. And like, it's just like, nobody knows what I'm saying, but yeah. Well, it's she, beautiful she really is. Sometimes and, I need to yeah. know what you say because I'm like, wait, is, did she mean to say that? I'm not sure. I was like, I don't no. speak Arabic. So I don't, yeah. when I'm editing, I'm like, wait. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I've literally guys, I've called him around saying, wait, is that in Arabic or are you like, were you trying Mumbling. to say something else? <laughs> just so yeah, I want to make no. sure so I don't edit it out. But okay. Yeah, but she is. And so like, and even I I personally don't want to work full time right now. Like I want yeah, to be there. Yeah. I want to enjoy uh, him. He's only going to be a baby for so long. And actually my mom kind of said something to me. Um, so I also I'm supposed to be working like in an early intervention company, seeing like very mm-hmm. minimal, like three to five kids a week. Um, and she had asked me if I could do assessments and assessments are my favorite because there's like, I really enjoy them, but also they pay time and a half. And so I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And there were just like three assessments for the day. And I was really frustrated because I couldn't get it. Like I couldn't make it in a way where like I would have childcare for my son and um, do the assessments. And my mom was like, okay, you need to like take a step back and you need to realize like this is a temporary part of your life. Like your son isn't always going to be a baby who needs you, you know, and mm-hmm. we kind of just like had to talk about it. She would have watched him for me, but you know, she's out of the town. She's out of town. So are my in-laws. Yeah. They're, they're actually on a trip together um, so because they're very cute. They're, they're friends. Hopefully they stay friends throughout the trip. I feel like traveling with people is like <laughs> risky because like you see them, you see everything about them. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my little update. My my babysitter, my mom, the person I call literally six thousand times a day is out of town, and it sucks because I well, Hannah like so, I cannot tell you how much uh, I call her. I call her for everything. Like I'm well, like that's so funny. Oh my gosh! Like okay, I 
sorry i'll be like i'll call her like oh my gosh like i just threw away like a water bottle instead of recycling it or like something (laughs) like literally for everything oh my gosh omar just like spit on me like because she's my favorite person in the world and so like i literally love like i it's probably annoying for her but yeah i do call her a lot what were you saying oh no i was it was funny because i was uh, relating to you I call my mom for everything and it's like when I like I have an hour to work and so I'll tell her all about my issues at work and mm-hmm. I had I was I've been so busy so I haven't had the opportunity to call her I just been like crazy busy mm-hmm. and she my sister called me and was like hey are you okay and I was like yeah mm-hmm. why and she was like she's like mama just asked me to like check up on you because you haven't called her Aww. in like a week so she was mm-hmm. like is she alive like is everything okay yeah. and so she texted me and was like I hope everything's okay I haven't heard from you Aww. in a couple Aww. days you know <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, fine. <laughs> that's so funny so when I first moved out we were in grad mm-hmm. school um when I first moved out I got really caught up in grad school I got really busy and my mom like I think the same thing like I hadn't talked to her in a few days and she called me she's like oh my gosh I miss you and ever since then I've never like not called her maybe on like Saturday and Sunday I won't because like we're both busy we're both doing whatever but like I really do like make an effort to call her now because I'm like you don't need to miss me like I am still right here and like you kind of just get busy right like everything gets overwhelmed even like even now, like when I have my son, like sometimes I just don't want to talk to someone. Like I just want to, like he's asleep. I want to be on my phone on TikTok and I want to zombie out and just like, you know, scroll. But yeah, so that's so funny. I'm glad that you're also a mama's girl because oh, yeah, I, I really am a mama's girl. Shout out to moms. Yeah. <laughs> really though. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was our updates. All right, guys, so we'll be moving on to our next segment, continuing with our SLP journey, and we are going to do um, our second part of grad school, kind of talking about our clinic and internships. Um, I don't have a lot of stories. Maram has a lot of stories about this portion of grad school. Um, I think we can start with clinic and how it worked, because this is very different from different universities. Ours is very specific where we had our own clinic at our university where patients, it's a kind of like an outpatient clinic where we Mm -hmm. have different types. uh, We see different types of patients ranging from like we had a speech patient for like our tick and then a language patient, um, mainly pediatrics. And then we had a voice clinic for mainly um, people who were transgender and then stuttering and then adults, right? Is that kind of all of them? We also had accent mod. Accent mod. Oh, we did have accent. I didn't have an accent mod. So yeah, I totally forgot I about didn't that either. one. I, yeah. um, that sounded I did work on fun, disfluency. Though. Like you said, we had Arctic, language. We did have disfluencies. I, so what what kinds of, what clients did you get? Like what topics, um, what section, categories did you get? I had a lot of language clients. I had like one Arctic, like the one we had one speech clinic um, and it was supposed to be for Arctic. But when I tested him, he did really, really, he was within normal limits. And then my CI was like my clinical instructor called him CIs. He, she was like, he actually is more of like a language client and he should probably transition to language um, clinic. So um, we also had, a, didn't we have like a reading clinic literacy um, literacy yes literacy 
right? Well, so the way it was set up was like we had speech one, speech um, speech one, speech two, speech three, language one, yeah. language two, language three. And then right. each one like covered something, right? It started with the most basic. So speech one was usually like Artig. I had an R Simple kid. Artig, yeah. Yeah. And then like, but he like, you know. That kid, like when I look back, I feel so bad. But um, so I had an R kid, and then I had. Wait, so it was can I say something? Speech. Yeah, what's up? I remember you. T- I don't know if you said this on the pod, but you said you're like amazing at teaching R's, right? <laughs> did you say that to me? I did say that. I said okay. I have a really good track record with R's. I <laughs> well, you're love gonna have to R's. teach me. You're gonna have yes. to do a pod on teaching me because I have no idea. I do not like our tech. I do not like R's. I refuse. Mm-hmm. Like I hated being in like the school district teaching like say your s sound say your r it did not it's not my that's so crazy i love it i like i mean i honestly haven't found like a part of our field that i don't love like Mm. i feel like i really enjoy everything um but yeah so i am i have a like i feel a little cocky saying i'm really good at ours (laughs) but i do have a good track record with ours right um and i find them very fun because there's so many different ways to elicit an r and there's like different kinds of R's and just like definitely I, don't know, I like me. them and I feel like it's one of those things that like is kind of obvious when you don't have it like mm. I don't know like it's not like a sound that like you can kind of just like skip Hide over it. you know yeah yeah, yeah 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 so in our clinic we had speech one which was our tick kids and then we had speech two um which was like disfluency and then um we had speech three, which would be more of a complex kid that maybe had language and speech, mm. um, right? Or they had, a, that they had like a comorbid disorder, yeah, like autism. Yeah, we had an NF1. Yeah. NF, NF1? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and then we had language one where like it was just like, you know, a language delay or something like that. Um, and then we had like language two where it was um i think most of them like most of the people that i've talked to who had a language two client um they have a uh they had a comorbid disorder of autism like you said mm-hmm. um language three was adults it was so tbi stroke all of that um and then we had an assessment clinic where we mm-hmm. just saw a mix of a bunch of clients and had to do mm-hmm. assessments um do you remember your clients yeah i do actually yeah i still have um their initials in my like folders like things that I worked mm. on or like the like project I worked on with them. Mm. Um, I, I do remember them, but I, for some reason I kind of blocked out clinic in my head. <laughs> I really <laughs> could not come up with like we were, when we were discussing this last night and trying to make a plan, I, the whole entire day, I was like, I really can't think of like stories. I really don't have a lot. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I really just blocked it out. Um, but I wanted to ask you though, what was your favorite clinic? My favorite clinic. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I like the internships better. I didn't have a favorite clinic. You know, when I did, so like when I did speech one, so I had a speech one, you had two clients, right? I had a kid yeah. that did ours and he mm-hmm. also had ADHD, mm-hmm. um, but was on meds and they were at the point where they were just like figuring out how much meds to give. So it really like he honestly came off as like depressed Wait, and like I, really sad. I remember this. I remember you talking about mm-hmm. this with me or like you were passed yeah. by me in the hall. I would yeah. hear mm-hmm. talking about this. And so like nothing I did could cheer, cheer this kid up. Aww. That being said, I had like a CI who was a little older. And so like mm-hmm. in grad school, I like I don't know if this was everybody, but like we tried to kind of match our CI's therapy mm-hmm. approach. Um, We didn't have our own therapy approach, right? We were just like 
right out the womb almost um babies fetuses um and so looking back there's so many things i would have done different i definitely Mm. would have taken more of a play-based approach i mean he was like um he wasn't old but he was like he wasn't what approach was she what Um, what approach was she we did a lot of so he was um he was kind of more like by the book, right? Do you remember like the really old book where it has like all this like sounds and then in the different positions, it was like mm-hmm. we had it stand in a drive somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. He like followed that really well. Um, towards the end, I did get better. I started to like play cards. We like I made we were working on CH sounds, for example, and R's. So I made cards like playing cards that had CH words and R words. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would play like slapjack. We would play, play memory games. And like he kind of started to like do better funny enough he was actually my my cousin's old client in the clinic like the Mm. semester before and he used to always be like I like the other miss a bed better um which was fine because like looking (laughs) back I was not I was not it um and I'm I'm proud to say like I've grown since then um but yeah he like he just it was kind of like a mess um my other down he, he did not like me very much when we started to do games he did he really liked Halloween so I had like a Halloween themed um gift basket thing that like mm. I only used with him um and like you know I learned he liked to draw so I'd let him draw on the box because it was just like a blank box but anyways so then my other client she actually had like a mixed learning disorder um mm. turns out like she used to speak so well she used to read she was probably like five and she could read like at a really advanced level that was my speech one speech two client my speech three client I'm um, not speech three my language one client Hannah mm. can I tell you this kid was adorable he was three turning four he was so cute but his parents were separated and they used to do things to piss the other one off okay (gasps) so they would do things to upset the other one so for example because he's three turning four still a baby um his mom didn't let him watch scary movies so Mm -hmm. when he was with his dad his dad would let him watch scary movies so we're doing the cap um the cap assessment for our tick do you remember it mm-hmm. yes and one of them is a clown and he looks over at me side eyes me he's like miss marab why oh, no. do clowns eat people and i was like they don't and he's like yes they do <laughs> and then i was like oh haha no clowns are funny they don't eat people whatever this was like when it had came out yeah. i think yeah yeah um we keep keep going through and there's like a dinner plate and like a knife and a fork and I think one of the prompts is like what's this what's this Mm -hmm. right like you point at them and one of them was like for the knife and he was like or I don't know like I don't know if it was a prompt for the knife or if he just saw the knife but he was like knives are for killing people oh my like this adorable (laughs) little kid I was like um no they're not (laughs) they're for cutting up your food like you know I was just like looking at the camera because right we have like cameras and I was like yeah (laughs) like wait did you genuinely it was so did you see I hear you I don't think she did no I don't think she I don't think she caught that moment but when I told her she laughed but um that is so yeah he was he was one of my favorites though he was really fun wait have you seen it have you seen the like the new? No, I don't watch it? scary movies. Wait, I've heard it's I, not scary. No, but I, I, I don't, don't watch it either. I don't watch scary movies. I do not like the little demonic, mm-hmm. and I do not at, at all mess around with those things. But mm-hmm. I watched it. It actually was really good. I was like, I my funny. husband and I. It's 
so funny. It reminds me of um like Stranger Things. It has Stranger mm. Things vibes. And because my both of my husband and I do not like movies like that at all. And my husband was like rooting on for the kids. He was like laughing. I think he cried at one point. And I was like, this is supposed to be scary. I yes. watched it twice. It was so good. Sorry, I just really. I don't watch anything that's like. I barely watch Stranger Things. Like I really enjoyed it when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. But it took my husband a lot of convincing. Like we were on the plane. There was nothing else for me to do. Mm. So I started it and I liked it. But I'm someone who like, I dream of the things that I watch. And so if I watch scary things, then like, yeah, I they always in my dreams and I Mm. cannot get rid of them for the life Mm. of me. Um, I actually like watched Insidious when I was in sixth grade and literally was so afraid to look in a, in a mirror for like the, in a, oh especially gosh. in the bathroom for like a long That's time. Sixth grade, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't watch, um, I don't watch scary <laughs> movies, even though I Reasonable. have heard it's really good and that's funny, but yeah, it's so wonderful. that was highly recommend. That was, yeah. That was my, um, That's my so client. Funny. He was really cute. Um, and then, you know, the next clinic was language to speech to. I had mm. fluency. That girl was really cute. I really enjoyed. By the way, I'm saying like cute in terms of like like they had such fun personalities. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like really outgoing. She used to be mm-hmm. like a former um student's like not a former student. Like she was Alyssa's student. Um, and then mm. like turns out she had disfluency, so they moved her to the second clinic. And yeah. so I had watched her for her like during a meeting or something, and so she knew me and she was really excited to work with me. Um, my language client, he did not like me. He was 11. Um, didn't want to be in speech therapy. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I get it. But, uh, he also was really into drawing. So we incorporated that. I tried to be fun. Hannah, my supervisor that semester was so mad at me. Can I tell you what happened? And you give me your opinion. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I don't have a lot of stories. So yeah, you keep talking. You keep telling me what's <laughs> You're going. like, just keep yeah. going. Okay. I don't have any. So. So we were using the EET tool, right? Where okay. it's like green. Uh, I don't remember. Do I remember what they I haven't used it. I, I haven't used it in a long time. But so let me just pull it up real quick so I can um, talk about it. So I can describe E-E-T. it. Okay. Yeah. So it's expanding it expression tool. So it's for expanding utterances and describing, I think. Oh, I think I remember. Yes. Okay. So it has like three, I mean, it has different colors associations. So it was like a green circle for group, a blue circle for do. Oh, yeah. What does the yeah. thing we're doing yes. do, right? There's I remember this. Yeah. What does it look like? And then there's like a wooden a one and it's what is it made school. of? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people yeah, use it, that. It's a really good tool. I, I used it, it in my internships too. Um, pink, you talked about the parts. What's it made yeah. of? White is where can it be found? Where do you see it? Um, and then the question mark, orange question mark, is what else do you know about it? Right? Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to teach um, describing. And I have these. I wish I had them. I literally – I, I can't hear you. Somewhere. Sorry, I turned around and to look in my room. Okay, so I had I had these like place mats that are circle, um, and they're like dry erase board material almost mm-hmm. kind of, and so I had written on them like because I had a blue one, so I wrote like blue do green group, and I set them up around the room, and we were like going from one section to the other, right? So like we would start with like we'd hop onto the green one, um, like he would pick a card, and then we'd hop onto the green one and green do so or green group so what what is it and, oh it's an animal and then he'd like go to the next one and I'd be like oh blue do what does it do it hops and then go to the next one right and so I tried to make it fun because like this kid didn't want to be in speech therapy my supervisor did not like that she was like that was not on your lesson because so we used to make lesson plans right oh, and I had it yeah. put it on my lesson plan 
And like in the moment, it occurred to me like, oh my God, we should try this because he's really not like meshing with what I had planned. Which makes you a good clinician. That makes you actually a really good clinician. Yes. You need to be able to like bear, like bear your therapy and and read the room. Yeah. Read read the the room. room. Exactly. Yeah. So she didn't like that I did that. And she left me like, like, you know, they left like feedback in the little folders and she was just like, that wasn't on your lesson plan. Um, And, you know, he's not ready for something that's timed. So I think maybe, um, like after we had done it a couple of times for a couple of words, you like hopped on the camera and I was telling him like, okay, yeah, let's go, go, go to the next one. And so I think maybe she thought I was like timing him or rushing him when we had just introduced it. So she was like, yeah, he's not there yet. Uh, that being said, um, the next session he did want to play the game and I was like, oh, we can't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll get in trouble. Um, I mean, I don't know that I would have gotten in trouble, but like, you know. So some, no, some CIs were like, you would get in trouble and they will yeah. talk to you if they did not. Agree oh, there was with absolutely CIs like that. I can yeah. say proudly, happily. Um, I think I only had one CI like that. Um, but the, it well, really I depends. Really good it really, experiences with my CIs. I did too. I had wonderful experiences with my CIs, but I've heard other people's experiences that mm-hmm. were out the best. Oh, it yeah. De- it really depends. Like terrifying really depends. stories. Yeah. Like, you know, grad school isn't stressful enough. <laughs> right. You don't have a. You don't have a million other things to do. I think they should – I think it should just be bullet points of like kind of – or just like basic, you know, what are we going to do here? What's your plan? But like I felt like you shouldn't really have to go – I feel like they put so much emphasis on these lesson plans. And then my CIs did not, but I know other CIs did where it's like you needed to be strict. All the grammar needed to be correct. Like you had to have mm-hmm. like – I think some people had to have articles for why they were doing yeah, certain things. Cite it. Like you cite had to put your it, research yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, um, I, yeah, I remember doing that. I do think like the grammar thing, like they were really strict about grammar. I think that is important because like in your report, like you cannot have okay, tr- grammar yeah, mistakes. Okay, and I've report. read reports where like, but I've read reports where like, I'm like, what, what did you not proofread this? And I even like, um, I think it was my last day and I was like nine months pregnant and I sent a report to my supervisor to proofread or something I don't remember like why I had sent it to her I mean I was past them proofreading but I had sent it to her she's like madame you really need to read through this again um and she was absolutely right so I do think like but lesson plans I haven't made a lesson plan since I started my internships like and I work with kids like it's yeah what like what I will do is I'll like have the kid have his goals Mm -hmm. and then like the strategies that we're working on right so like you know if we're working on like um I'm trying to think like I only work with really little kids right now so like the only things coming to mind are like you know repetition or like decreasing questions like I'll write that down but like I've never had to write like a lesson plan teachers Mm. do but not even in the schools we didn't have to do lesson plans you know what's so interesting I I'm just so out of touch with report writing because I write in like a I look patient said this patient did this mm-hmm. like it's very short and like simple mm-hmm. and it's so different and I was I telling somebody simple. recently how like if I was a CI I would be like if you want to work in the medical field we're going to write in a medical and I'm going to show you how to write a report mm-hmm. in a medical setting which I think is very different I think for our university this they they make sure the CIs are writing in a specific way mm-hmm. um more like so a I would private be a, practice yes yeah, yeah I would be yeah. very I would be not appropriate to be a CI because I would no I don't I don't think that would make you not appropriate I think you would just have a different 
outlook. Like I feel like yeah. every CI had a different approach, had a different outlook. They mm. their settings were kind of what made them. And so like I can think of one CI who was so strict about like grammar, so strict about how you worded things mm. and she had like a law background or something. Like you know, like it was like and then I had a different CI like who genuinely like if it was on the paper, like she didn't care. Like just put it on right. the paper. Um, and then I had one who made us cite the research that we were doing because you had to like write. Mm-hmm. So we had to write like the information about the patient at the top, their name, their age, their diagnosis, yeah. when they started therapy, their goals. And then we would write on one side like um, their goal that we're addressing, the approach we're using, and then the materials we're using and our strategies or something like that. <laughs> the pages so were so the- long. <laughs> they were so long, no you guys. There was no room to write. Yeah, it was so bad. And I'm sure and you like, do it this boxes. wasn't just our university, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. so bad. And then like your structure would get ruined because like yeah. something would glitch and then you'd yes. get like in trouble for it. Or I say in trouble, but like not in trouble, but they'd be like, don't let this happen again. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, you'd yeah. be like, I don't, I literally just pressed print. It's like, like format. It's my laptop. Yeah, literally. yeah, it's just like format. <laughs> um, I even like had a CI or I didn't have her, but uh, did I? I don't remember. I don't think she was mine, but she liked it color coded. So like one, Mm. well, so like bullet point number one, they all had to be blue, right? Like, or whatever color you choose. So that Mm. way, even if they got the format, like got messed up, she still knew what it was. Mm. But um, yeah, that was, that was, I don't know. I don't know where the, the, like the need for these, like lesson plans are fine. Cause you do need to learn to plan yeah, your absolutely, session, you do. but yeah. like they didn't need all this time the and information. And I've heard yeah, yeah. from a lot of people, like, this is how a lot of universities do it. Like it wasn't just ours. Like, it was really common. Yeah. And so you start a petition to remove those and me and I mean, Hannah will be the first people to find it. <laughs> like what well, well, I'm saying, like I, my CIs, I was so lucky that none of them were very strict on them, but I just know some people were. And I felt so bad for the grad students who are like posting on Instagram, like 1 a.m. in the morning working on lesson plans. And I'm like, I'm asleep. My lesson plans like were so mm-hmm. easy. I felt so bad. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I was so that lucky. person. Um, I think for one of the semesters I had a wow, like that. Crazy. I even remember like so my lesson plan had been like because they wanted so much information I think it was like five pages and oh on gosh. the first page like <gasps> for one week? my super oh my yeah so for you know like you did two sessions a week yeah two, so for yeah, one week yeah. and they like she had wrote on like the first page like you know how you can like comment on specific parts in a document mm-hmm, on word mm-hmm. and so she yeah. had wrote like great job looks great and I remember taking like my phone and recording be like oh my god you guys I got my first compliment <laughs> of the semester like oh, I'm no. finally figuring it out and then I scrolled and the like the oh, side no. was just like comments 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 like comments 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 like comments to infinity and they weren't like I would. Oh, I should no. pull one up, and we should like dissect it together because literally they weren't like it wasn't like oh this approach is wrong or like this is like it was just it wasn't like, fundamental to like your yeah, actual it therapy. Was, yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was. I did not like those, but yeah, and it was actually really like it tears you down like for no reason. It really does. It's, like it's not a good process. Yeah, it's just really scary. And I felt like a lot of us were like scared to turn it in. It was just like very stressful. It's a stressful time. Oh. They did have to have, you did have to turn in like by a certain day, right? Or a yeah. certain time. Like every yeah. CI had their deadline, which I think was good because I think it taught us to meet deadlines. True. Right. Like Absolutely. if you have a report due, like you can't not submit it on time. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. You know, and so. I do think that was pretty cool and that was a good but thing. But yeah, so those lesson plans were it's very different because I mean I understand in report writing, like when I was in my school-based inter- internship, it was very similar. But 
for medical, I had to really shift. Like I remember walking into my medical internship and I asked my supervisor, I was like, so like, how long does it take you to write a report? Like how long is it? like a couple pages? And she goes, no, like literally this is it. And in like 15, 15 minutes tops, like that's how much you should take. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. literally maybe a page-ish. Yeah. There's a lot of spaces mm-hmm. in between. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, really? And I absolutely like that's I think the biggest part of being in the medical field, like the biggest like pro is how mm-hmm. quick my report writing is, how fast I can write a report. Like also, my longest reports are MBSs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, also. But what? also when you are in the school or you are in private practice, they have templates for reports That's true. because that is true. they have their lawyers look them over so that, you know, in case of like somebody getting sued or whatever, like That's so true. it's really it's not hard to write a report. That being said, can I tell you my horror story of oh, my yeah. report? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, I was this was my <laughs> first of all, okay, so I was speech one. Mm-hmm. So, an R kid, right? Like or it might have been the other one who, like, she had um, a mixed language disorder or whatever. But I wrote my report, and the way my CI did it was, like, we would write it, print it. He'd make corrections. We'd rewrite it, print it, and give it to him. And mm. then he would, like, you know, tell us, oh, it looks good. This man had me rewrite my report, Hannah. I was crying. He had me rewrite my report, like, I think six times. Like, I'm oh not even gosh. kidding. And he, like, at that point, he was done with me. I was done with him. I was like, why am I still rewriting this report? And it was just, like, the most minute details. The oh, most, like, no. oh, my gosh. I was so, like, I was so mad. Hannah, um, Amanda brought it up to me recently. And she's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. do you remember that? And that was, like, uh, see, I probably one of my, like, that I did not mesh well with. Like, um, obviously, like, we never had, like, problems or anything because, you know, yeah. a student. But, like, his approach versus my approach was very different. Yeah. We were very – I think he had more of a dated approach. Um, and, like, the way he gave feedback, like, I think he was just done with me. But, yeah, finally yeah. he let me <laughs> – like, literally it was the last day that you could submit. And uh-huh. he's like, okay, I'll take it. And I, like, I really want to pull it up because I have no idea what, like, the big deal was. It was just so many edits. We went back and forth mm-hmm. so many times. And I do remember crying over that. And I remember him, like, letting other people, like, he just look at the report and be like, oh, looks good. And, like, it was, we all, like, mm. were following, like, the same template type thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I was just like, why am I being picked on by, I don't think, <laughs> like, I think he genuinely thought, like, wow, this is a, bad report um but his like his feedback wasn't like oh you need to add this or you need to like it wasn't about the content of the report it was like Mm -hmm. he doesn't like the word um however or something like that like Mm. do you put a comma like do you do comma however comma or do you do period however comma like Mm. it was like the most like minute things minute details yeah i i think honestly after that like i kind of like got this like um What's the word? Ick. Like when you not not an ick. Like, uh, but yeah, like an ick from him. Like I was just like, uh, not <laughs> ick. See, though. There's like a space. better word. Just, you guys just needed your space. Time apart. We did. I would have cried if he was my CI again. <laughs> okay. Wait. <laughs> he did also you have any- like oh. genuinely. I think that he. Sorry. Genuinely, I think he thought I was a bad like see like a bad clinician really? and like how would I ever make it in the world that was the vibe I got off of him he never said anything like that but like you can read people and yeah he didn't I don't think he liked me very much either Ugh. but he's really well, sweet like, he's so sweet to everybody thank you everybody loved him they're like oh you're so lucky you have him he's so nice and, I'm and like, you're hey, like uh-uh really I was like, are you, you sure you haven't had him yet 
I'm like that'd be I'm like yeah I wish it was like that I mean he I think we both had um me and Amanda both had him and he was great with Amanda mm-hmm. so yeah it was just me um our sections running long I know you had a few more stories to tell me I don't have a lot that's honestly all I had but um anything mm-hmm. else you wanted to add about clinic I had one more story go for it okay so this was in our first semester mm-hmm. um we were seeing client one students and I don't know what happened but um my supervisor needed to like get she needed to leave like five minutes early to like mm-hmm. I don't know how long like how early but she like left early um but when I went in I like so I right you okay they wait for us in the waiting room we go we call them we take them we go back mm-hmm. um and I do have something to add like a little caveat at the end but um so I took my kid and I was gonna go back this is the little three that's turning four-year-old um and she was the mom's like when you're done I want to talk to you about his goals and I was like okay sounds good whatever and so we took go back we were like working on our goals we're like doing therapy and I was I don't know why that kind of like made me panic that she Mm. was like I need to talk to you about your goals and so I had told my supervisor like oh she wants to talk about the goals like can we discuss it after and then like I'll go out and talk to her so Mm -hmm. I finished I ended my session a little early gave like give her her son back then went to go talk to my supervisor and she wasn't there and like in grad school we're already all like so nervous so like worried I'm so scared and so like I was like oh my god like she wants to talk to me about the goals and like I kind of started to panic and then there was a CI there because my oh so my CI wasn't there she had left and so then like I put me into even more of a frenzy of like oh my god like do I even know what I'm doing do I you know just like panicking and um this there was other CI who was not mine but she was it my CI I think I, I think know. this is what we, we talked who about. Yeah, I, I think I think we, it is. Okay, keep going. That's she's going. so great. Sorry. And so she like she saw me kind of like in a panic, and she was like, "Oh, because I walked into the CI room, saw my uh-huh. CI wasn't there, and started like a tear like just went down." Wait, are you serious? Like, you really cried? Yeah, yeah. I cr- oh, I absolutely cried. <laughs> oh but like, gosh. like, and she looked at me and she was like, "Are you okay?" And like, when you know when someone says like, "Are you okay?" and like. Psh- just like tears oh no and i was like the, the, the mom wants to talk about the gold and like I, I don't know what to say and like i don't know i don't know if like there was something more to it because i don't know what would have like that's oh not gosh. a triggering did thing you get, for her like, to want to know her child wait did you get like bad so vibes she, from her before like this mom did you have a bad experience with her prior no, she was great she was the mom who like her and her husband like uh or not her husband but like her and her the father of her child like oh kept, or um, like it's okay, okay like doing things to upset each other but she yeah. never like once like was mean to me or anything right, right, right and so i don't know like maybe if she had wanted something else but like i remember specifically one of the things she wanted to talk about was the goals and so the ci like sat with me she's like okay you know the goals you've been working on them she was so calm you guys and she was like so let's write down your goals and like we did right like she was she told me like write down your goals write down what you're doing to address the goals and then just call her back and it's like and just in that moment i was like oh my gosh thank you. Like I needed someone to like bring me back, like ground me to the earth uh and just like remind me like I would make like my um, tears, put on a smile, brought her back. We talked. It was nothing bad. She just like wanted a copy of the goals for like when he goes to school or something like it literally. But the thing is (laughs) with our, (laughs) yeah. So with our university, they literally, because it's a learning environment, right? They preferred for like, I mean, honestly, I'll just be upfront. Like they 
it was weird for a parent to want to come back or and watch it was mm. weird like if a parent wanted to watch on the screen like oh my god like it was especially among the students like that was just like oh poor you like you have the kid whose mom like attends every session yeah right yeah. do you remember did you ever that pick was up on that literally vibe? that was literally me i had that Hannah, now now i will I not like i will do everything in my power to have the parents in the session oh absolutely like the research yeah the research like shows like what a big difference it makes when they're there and like we Absolutely. see them what once twice a week they're with them yeah. all the time so like that was my little like side note like I can't believe that was the vibe that was like the and we had like they could watch like on a screen in a private room if they wanted to like we were mm -hmm. set up for this but yeah it was just like oh my god oh yeah I think it was you right or, like oh my gosh your, your client's mom wants to watch yeah. every session the yeah, audacity I, I swear I, a couple times she was recording me like I you know like when you can feel like you're being recorded mm -hmm. and the camera's like kind of like fixed up and I was like she right. legit is recording but you me. Know what? she was a great mom like don't get me wrong but I was, I was just gonna like say, she was very like, critical though super critical like I was gonna say like she was probably trying to figure out like the strategy so that she can imitate it at yeah, home right yeah. like it wasn't about you it was about yeah, her kid. No. but like for some reason as students like we had because we I mean it was also like a vibe that we got from the CIs too um and like so as students they so, were like, really we were, against like, oh, that my God. Huh? They yeah were, now absolutely. I think about it yeah mm -hmm. and I, I I thought like I was like oh my gosh I must be doing something wrong like there's and now looking back I'm like you're right she probably just wanted to know like how how can I implement this at home like I should have took mm -hmm. it as a positive way and not like ew like why is she recording me like am I doing something yeah, wrong and like That's like so I remember just like and I think it was mostly because like we were new and so we were like oh my gosh we're probably doing a lot of things wrong we're not yeah, comfortable yeah. in our therapist role but that's a great way to get comfortable, right? And, like, needing to, like, explain something to someone is a really great way for you to remember it and to learn it. Mm -hmm. And it's a really great way for you to find the gaps in your education because, like, yeah. if someone – like, when your student at, at the hospital asks you questions, you're like, oh, wait, like, I do know that, but I haven't thought mm -hmm. about it in a while. But, yeah, that was one of my um, my stories. Like, she genuinely to this day, like, when I think of that lady, like, that um, supervisor, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Everyone I'm who had pretty sure so – it was my CI that was in that room. And she was she was really mm -hmm. great. When I had that parent that wanted to stay in every session, I remember this parent was asking me a lot of questions that I, I just didn't know how to answer. I was It was literally my first client. I had no idea how to answer her questions. And she saw me drowning and she came to the room and just sat down with us and tried to fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. And she even apologized. She's like, I'm not trying to step on Hannah's toes, but I just want to mm -hmm. be here because I know maybe some questions she won't be able to answer. Mm -hmm. And it was one, it was a great great off. I yeah. was like, thank, I was like, thank you so much because I was literally, so, yes. I was so nervous. I was so scared. And like, it's all about your approach. Cause there was a couple yeah. of, um, <laughs> I just remembered a different story, but there's a couple of CIs that like sometimes would go into sessions, but like, it was like a power thing, like not, like yeah. a, you know? And so I think mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I feel like even they probably were just like thinking of the kid's best interest, but yeah, like, it's right. always about your approach. It's how you approach it. And like the way that you approach your students is going to help with them either being receptive or not just like our clients. But actually my CI that like, didn't like me very much, or I mean, I don't know if he didn't like me, but I don't think he liked me very much. Mm -hmm. Um, He walked into one of my sessions with like the kid who had um ADHD and like was still figuring out his meds. And yeah. he like, he, first of all, let me say this CI is like not scary. Like he is like so sweet. And like, like he's just like, I want to say like gives grandpa vibes like mm. he is really nice and like generally people like him 
for some reason he scared my kid like my kid like he never I came can, back into the I session after that, that because like yeah I can he was like <laughs> like a, like what is this man like he was very uncomfortable like he had came and like he's like hi I'm blah 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 I'm what well, his, his and he like sat at the like, table with us yeah his voice but his voice is very like calm his and like is- it's kind of like I don't know it's a little it could be off-putting for a little kid I can see that actually really I feel like it's soothing like really? uh, when we did a class with him, like I felt like it put me to sleep. But um, yeah, I felt like he had really? like a ni- like a kind voice. And so like so. he came and he sat at the table with us. He was like, oh, what are you guys doing? What are you working on? And <laughs> he never came back because it made my kid like he the CI was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. It clearly made him uncomfortable. Mm, and, maybe he just felt um, like there was too many adults yeah. in the room. Yeah. Okay, so we decided to split this episode into two parts. We both had a lot to say about our um, clinicals and then about our internships. So stay tuned to hear about how our internship experience went and feel free to reach out to our social medias at Communication Corner Pod and our Gmail, which is communicationcornerpod at gmail.com. Bye and have a great week.